This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to find out how to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Secret Chambers and Hiding Places by Alan Fee. Chapter 7 King Hunting Boscobel, Mosley, Trent, and Heel. When the Civil War was raging, many a defeated cavalier owed his preservation to the priests' holes and secret chambers of the old Roman Catholic houses all over the country. Did not Charles II himself owe his life to the conveniences offered at Boscobel, Mosley, Trent, and Heel? We have elsewhere gone minutely into the young king's hairbreadth adventures, but the story is so closely connected with the present subject that we must record something of his sojourn at these four old houses, as from an historical point of view they are of exceptional interest, if one but considers how the order of things would have been changed had either of these hiding-places been discovered at the time his sacred majesty occupied them. It is vain to speculate upon the probabilities. Still, there is no ignoring the fact that had Charles been captured, he would have shared the fate of his father. After the defeat of Wigan, the gallant Earl of Derby sought refuge at the isolated wood-surrounded hunting-lodge of Boscobel, and after remaining there concealed for two days, proceeded to Gatacre Park, now rebuilt, but then and for long after famous for its secret chambers. Here he remained hidden prior to the disastrous Battle of Worcester. Upon the close of that eventful 3rd of September, 1651, the Earl, at the time that the King and his advisers knew not which way to turn for safety, recounted his recent experiences, and called attention to the loyalty of the brothers Penderell. It was speedily resolved, therefore, to hasten northwards towards Brewood Forest, upon the borders of Staffordshire and Salop. "'As soon as I was disguised,' says Charles, "'I took with me a country fellow whose name was Richard Penderell.' He was a Roman Catholic, and I chose to trust them, the Penderells, because I knew they had hiding-holes for priests that I thought I might make use of in case of need. Before taking up his quarters in the house, however, the idea of escaping into Wales occurred to Charles, so when night set in he quitted Boscobel Wood, where he had been hidden all the day, and started on foot with his rustic guide in a westerly direction with the object of getting over the river Severn, but various hardships and obstacles induced Penderell to suggest a halt at a house at Maidley, near the river, where they might rest during the day and continue the journey under cover of darkness on the following night. The house, further, had the attraction of priests' holes. "'We continued our way on to the village upon the Severn,' resumes the King, "'where the fellow told me there was an honest gentleman, one Mr. Wolfe, that lived in that town.' where I might be with great safety, for he had hiding-holes for priests. So I came into the house a back way, where I found Mr. Wolfe, an old gentleman, who told me he was very sorry to see me there, because there was two companies of the militia foot at that time in arms in the town, and kept a guard at the ferry, to examine everybody that came that way, in expectation of catching some that might be making their escape that way and that he durst not put me into any of the hiding-holes of his house, because they had been discovered. 
and consequently, if any search should be made, they would certainly repair to these holes, and that therefore I had no other way of security but to go into his barn, and there lie behind his corn and hay. The maidly priest's hole, which was considered unsafe, is still extant. It is in one of the attics of the upper house, but the entrance is now very palpable. Those who are curious enough to climb up into this black hole will discover a rude wooden bench within it, a luxury compared with some hiding-places. The River Severn, being strictly guarded everywhere, Charles and his companions retraced their steps the next night towards Boscobel. After a day spent up in the branches of the famous Royal Oak, the fugitive monarch made his resting-place the secret chamber behind the wainscoting of what is called the squire's bedroom. There is another hiding-place, however, hard by in a garret, which may have been the one selected. The latter lies beneath the floor of this garret, or popish chapel, as it was once termed. At the top of a flight of steps leading to it is a small trap-door, and when this is removed a step-ladder may be seen leading down into the recess. Footnote. The hiding-place in the garret measures about five feet two inches in depth, by three and a half or four and a half feet in width. End footnote. The other place behind the wainscot is situated in a chimney-stack, and is more roomy in its proportions. Here again is an inner hiding-place, entered through a trap-door in the floor, with a narrow staircase leading to an exit in the basement. So much for Boscobel. Mosley Hall is thus referred to by the king. I sent Penderell's brother to Mr. Pitchcroft's, Whitgreaves, to know whether my Lord Wilmot was there or no, and had word brought me by him at night that my Lord was there, that there was a very secure hiding-hole in Mr. Pitchcroft's house, and that he desired me to come thither to him. It was while at Mosley the king had a very narrow escape. A search-party arrived on the scene and demanded admittance. Charles's host himself gives the account of this adventure. In the afternoon the king, reposing himself on his bed in the parlour-chamber, and inclining to sleep, as I was watching at the window, one of the neighbours I saw come running in, who told the maid soldiers were coming to search, who thereupon presently came running to the stairs head, and cried, Soldiers, soldiers are coming! which his majesty hearing, presently started out of his bed and ran to his privacy, where I secured him the best I could, and then, leaving him, went forth into the street to meet the soldiers who were coming to search, who, as soon as they saw and knew who I was, were ready to pull me to pieces and take me away with them, saying I was come from the Worcester fight. But after much dispute with them, and by the neighbours being informed of their false information that I was not there, being very ill a great while, they let me go. But till I saw them clearly all gone forth of the town, I returned not, but as soon as they were, I returned to release him, and did acquaint him with my stay, which he thought long, and then he began to be very cheerful again. In the interim, whilst I was disputing with the soldiers, one of them, called Southall, came in the fold, and asked a smith, as he was shoeing horses there, if he could tell where the king was, and he should have a thousand pounds for his pains. This Southall was a great priest-catcher. The hiding-place is located beneath the floor of a cupboard, adjoining the quaint old panelled bedroom the king occupied while he was at Mosley. 
Even the merry monarch must have felt depressed in such a dismal hole as this, and we can picture his anxious expression as he sat upon the rude seat of brick which occupies one end of it, awaiting the result of the sudden alarm. The cupboard originally was screened with wainscoting, a panel of which could be opened and closed by a spring. Family tradition also says there was an outlet from the hiding-place in a brew-house chimney. Situated in a gable end of the building near the old chapel, in a garret there is another priest's hole, large enough only to admit of a person lying down full length. Before the old seat of the Whitgreaves was restored, some fifteen or twenty years ago, it was one of the most picturesque half-timber houses, not only in Staffordshire, but in England. It had remained practically untouched since the day above alluded to, September the ninth, 1651. Before reaching Trent in Somersetshire, the much-sought-for king had many hardships to undergo, and many strange experiences. We must, however, confine our remarks to those of the old buildings, which offered him an asylum that could boast a hiding-place. Trent House was one of these. The very fact that it originally belonged to the recusant Gerard family is sufficient evidence. From the Gerards it passed by marriage to the Wyndhams, who were in residence in the year we speak of. That His Majesty spent much of his time in the actual hiding-place at Trent is very doubtful. Altogether he was safely housed here for over a fortnight, and during that time doubtless occasional alarms drove him, as at Moseley, into his sanctuary, but a secluded room was set apart for his use, where he had ample space to move about, and from which he could reach his hiding-place at a moment's notice. The black oak panelling and beams of this cosy apartment, with its deep window recesses, readily carries the mind back to the time when its royal inmate whiled away the weary hours by cooking his meals and amusing himself as best he could. Indeed a hardship for one such as he, so fond of outdoor exercise. Close to the fireplace are two small square secret panels, at one time used for the secretion of sacred books or vessels, valuables or compromising deeds, but pointed out to visitors as a kind of buttery hatch through which Charles the Second received his food. The king by day, also according to local tradition, is said to have kept up communication with his friends in the house by means of a string suspended in the kitchen chimney. That apartment is immediately beneath, and has a fireplace of huge dimensions. An old Tudor doorway leading into this part of the house is said to have been screened from observation by a load of hay. Now for the hiding-place. Between this and my Lady Wyndham's chamber, the aforesaid panelled room that was kept exclusively for Charles's use, was a small ante-room, long since demolished, its position being now occupied by a rudely constructed staircase, from the landing of which the hiding-place is now entered. The small secret apartment is approached through a triangular hole in the wall, something after the fashion of that at Ufton Court. But when one has squeezed through this aperture, he will find plenty of room to stretch his limbs, the hole, which was close up against the rafters of the roof of the staircase landing, when viewed from the inside of the apartment, is situated at the base of a blocked-up stone Tudor doorway. Beneath the boards of the floor, as at Boscobel and Moseley, is an inner hiding-place, from which it was formerly possible to find an exit through the brew-house chimney. 
It was from Trent House that Charles visited the Dorsetshire coast, in the hopes of getting clear of England, but a complication of misadventures induced him to hasten back with all speed to the pretty little village of Trent, to seek once more shelter beneath the roof of the royalist Colonel Wyndham, to resume the King's account. As soon as we came to Frank Wyndham's, I sent away presently to Colonel Robert Phillips, who lived then at Salisbury, to see what he could do for the getting me a ship, which he undertook very willingly, and had got one at Southampton, but by misfortune she was amongst others pressed to transport their soldiers to Jersey, by which she failed us also. Upon this I sent further into Sussex, where Robin Phillips knew one Colonel Gunter, to see whether he could hire a ship anywhere upon that coast, and, not thinking it convenient for me to stay much longer at Frank Wyndham's, where I had been in all about a fortnight, and was becoming known to very many, I went directly away to a widow gentlewoman's house, one Mrs. Hyde, some four or five miles from Salisbury, where I came into the house just as it was almost dark, with Robin Phillips only, not intending at first to make myself known. But just as I alighted at the door, Mrs. Hyde knew me, though she had never seen me but once in her life, and that was with the King, my father, in the army when we marched by Salisbury some years before, in the time of the war. But she, being a discreet woman, took no notice at that time of me, I passing only for a friend of Robin Phillips's, by whose advice I went thither. At supper there was with us Frederick Hyde, since a judge, and his sister-in-law, a widow, Robin Phillips, myself, and Dr. Henshaw, or Henchman, since Bishop of London, whom I had appointed to meet me there. While we were at supper, I observed Mrs. Hyde and her brother, Frederick, to look a little earnestly at me, which led me to believe they might know me, but I was not at all startled by it, it having been my purpose to let her know who I was, and accordingly, after supper, Mrs. Hyde came to me, and I discovered myself to her, who told me she had a very safe place to hide me in, till we knew whether our ship was ready or no. But she said it was not safe for her to trust anybody but herself and her sister, and therefore advised me to take my horse next morning, and make as if I quitted the house, and return again about night, for she would order it so that all her servants and everybody should be out of the house but herself and her sister, whose name I remember not. So Robin Phillips and I took our horses and went as far as Stonehenge, and there we stayed looking upon the stones for some time, and returned again to Hale, the place where Mrs. Hyde lived, about the hour she appointed, where I went up into the hiding-hole, that was very convenient and safe, and stayed there all alone, Robin Phillips then going away to Salisbury, some four or five days. Both exterior and interior of Heel House, as it stands to-day, point to a later date than 1651, though there are here and there vestiges of architecture anterior to the middle of the seventeenth century. The hiding-place, however, is not among these, and looks nothing beyond a very deep cupboard adjoining one of the bedrooms, with nothing peculiar to distinguish it from ordinary cupboards. But for all its modern innovations there is something about Heel which suggests a house with a history, whether it is its environment of winding river and ancient cedar-trees, its venerable stables and imposing entrance-gate, or the fact that it is one of those distinguished houses that have saved the life of an English king, 
we will not undertake to fathom. End of chapter 7